0: And this ain't Monday Night Football. This is the Rings Hoops Podcast. We get with it. What's up, wrestling fans? This is the Rings Hoops Podcast, and I am your host, the webmaster, Wade Needham. Recording this episode here on Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. The current time is 2.13 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, I probably could have done this uh, episode here, you know, a day earlier. However, uh, I wanted to give uh, 24 hours um, after the news broke in case anything happened or was announced on Thursday. Which I mean, like I said, it's 2 p.m., 2:13 2 p.m. Pacific time. The day is still young; things could happen. There could be more stuff after I publish this episode. But yesterday, on June second, 2021, the WWE released one, two, three, four, five, six superstars from their roster and they weren't they weren't uh names that people were expecting to be released all of these names all of these six talents came at a at a tremendous huge surprise um I think one name on the list, maybe not as big a surprise as say two or three of the, the other names on there. Um, but, uh, WWE released yesterday, Santana Garrett, Ruby riot, Murphy, Lana, Alistair black, and Braun Strowman. I think for me, the two most surprising names are Braun Strowman and Aleister Black. And Santana Garrett, uh, to me, is the least surprising name. She's kind of been, like, officially and unofficially, like... on. In and out, on and off with the company over the last few years. I think they, you know, they used her sparingly before they even signed her, and then they finally signed her. And I honestly don't remember her being, you know, being pushed or, or given like, you know, consistent television time much. She's always been like one of those kind of talents where you see every so often. Um, It's like that doesn't surprise me much. Um, I'm surprised it took this long for them to release Murphy. Not saying that he should have been released, but considering, you know, that they really haven't used him that much. Uh, He hasn't really seen a whole lot of, you know, TV time much or hasn't been given uh, a similar spotlight as to what he was given last year uh, or even the year before that. Like, remember that match that he had with Roman Reigns on SmackDown a while back? Phenomenal. That could have been the start of a huge push for him. Uh, and then you know, last year the stuff they had with Murphy and Seth Rollins, and then the the Mysterio family, and then it just kind of he just fell off the map there for a little bit. Uh, Ruby Riot, I was really hoping that Ruby and and Liv could have uh, done some cool stuff there in the women's division and the women's tag team title scene. Uh, it's, it's a little That that one. That one like. I'm a huge fan of Ruby, Riot, So it's going to be kind of weird not to see her on TV that much anymore. At least WWE TV In 90 days. It may change. She could go to impact. She can go to MLW. She can go to AEW ring of honor. There's a lot of things out there for Ruby riot. She could go to Japan. She can hit the Indies again. She, she's the, the, the master of her own destiny. A lot of these people are Lana, just like Ruby Riot seemed like they finally kind of maybe found a groove a groove for her. Lana and Naomi doing a, a tag team thing. Ruby and Liv, you know, the Riot Squad, you know, back together. They got their act going. Everything was going pretty damn good. Um, you know, that would have been substance. That would have been content right there. That, that could have been depth for the women's tag team title scene. That's two teams now that got broke up. Two teams. You could have six to seven months a program with the champions and two separate teams. That's almost a year right there at content that's just lost because it broke up two teams. And then you have um, Alistair Black that just came back to TV. He got, you know, a new, uh, not a, a, a completely new look or anything like that. But he, you know, he got a, a resurgence. He got um, repackaged slightly. Uh, there was some freshness to the character, Alistair Black. Uh, he cost Big E the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, he didn't cost him like he was the Big E was the challenger. It was the, the Intercontinental Title match with him and Apollo Cruz. But he cost him the match. Big E lost an opportunity to get the Intercontinental Championship back because of Aleister Black. Um, So that was really surprising that he got released. And then, of course, there's Braun Strowman, who was just recently in the WWE Championship picture. And he had a match with Shane McMahon at WrestleMania this year, the cage match, that had a huge bump, a huge spot, a huge part of that card Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon, and then Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre kind of, you know, get involved in the WWE Championship, you know, scramble in a way, right? Not the match itself, but... um, So, yeah, you know, um, they just... I don't know, man. It just came out of left field. Uh, reports are coming out. That John Laurinaitis had texted everybody saying, you know, that there was uh, the reason for this was budget cuts. Um, Budget cuts can mean a lot of things. I think budget cuts is a very broad thing. Are they cutting? uh, They're making budget cuts because they want to sign a big name. Are they doing budget cuts because they just straight up just want to just maximize their profit margin? Um, there's rumors running rampant right now is WWE and lining themselves up to sell the company. Um, there's a lot of different things out there. I'm not going to waste time speculating on a lot of that kind of stuff because, they, you know, that's just going to be a waste of time unless like, unless somebody comes out and actually says, Hey, we're going to sell. I'm not going to waste my time on that. Um, I think it just, I I think it's this. You got Nick Khan, who's pretty much in charge, right? He is not a wrestling guy. He's not a promoter. He's not a booker. He's a businessman. And he's a very, very successful businessman. He's still within his first year of running the company, right? Um, so he's still going to be making some major changes. He's going to try to get the company in line with his own vision. Cause that's what you do, and you and when you got a position like that, you, it's not going to happen overnight. You got to give yourself some time. So that's why it's taken a lot of this, almost a year now since he's been put in, in position to get where he wants to get with the goal, with his vision. He's not a wrestling guy, like I said, which means that he can come in and he can look at the paper, he can look at the numbers, he can look at all of this stuff, right? And there's different variables. There's constant variables. There's ever-changing variables. It's like being on a game show, right? You got three doors. You got door number one, door number two, door number three. The prize is behind door number one. The host asks you which door you want. You pick door number one. The host asks you, are you sure or do you want to make a change? You have an opportunity to make a change. That changes everything when they offer you that because of variable change, right? Whenever that's asked, nine out of ten times, you stick with the door you chose because that's going to be the correct door. They're giving you an opportunity. It's a very subtle opportunity. It's statistics. You throw in variable change. In this situation with the WWE and Nikon and all that kind of stuff – Fans, the WWE universe is that variable change. So when you come in and you're looking at numbers, if you're not a wrestling person, you don't give a crap about the fans. You're looking at numbers. And the numbers that Nick Khan's looking at is that they had 300 wrestlers under contract. And in the last 365 days, roughly about 70 to 75 of those wrestlers were used on television. So, you have slightly under one-third of your contracted wrestling roster being used. Two-thirds not being used. And they're still getting paid because they have a downside to their contract. Now, you tell me. It doesn't take an a, a, a economic genius or anything like that or a mathematician to know that that's just bleeding money. So, when you can come in and not look at it from a uh, standpoint of a promoter or a booker of saying, hey, some of these people are kind of, you know, with the fans kind of get behind them, we can still push some merchandise. The juice isn't worth the squeeze to a guy like Nick Khan. He's looking at this as they're gushing out blood. The money is just being just thrown away. It's being flushed down the toilet. And I'm not saying this because I agree with them or say that I would do the exact same thing. Me, I would I would take a couple other things into consideration. But that's like one of the most primary things. A booker or promoter that has a history with wrestling will obviously take into effect the fans. Nick Khan's not going to do that. He's got experience in other sports, but other sports are different than the WWE and, and professional wrestling in general. Because... It's predetermined. You choose who you want to push. You choose who's going to win or lose, right? Other sports, it's natural athleticism with legitimate sport behind it of, you know, who's going to win or lose, right? The better person on that day is going to win or lose. The better team is going to win or lose. It's not like Roger Goodall is out there saying, all right, this week the Jaguars are going to beat the Patriots, but the Patriots will get their win on week, you know, 15 or whatever. That's not the case. OK, um, so with wrestling, it's different. If you see that somebody's marketable, you put some money behind it, you run with them for a little bit. You see if the fans go with it. If they do, sweet. You got your next you know big thing for like the next year or two. If not, you you stop pushing that person. You figure out what can we do to make this person more marketable or you give up on them and you put somebody else in their spot. It's performance based, from an entertainment aspect, as opposed to a pure athletic standpoint. I'm not saying that these guys aren't athletic, not at all. Because I know there's going to be somebody who's going to listen to this, they're going to they're going to they're gonna hear this, and they're going to be like, "Oh, this guy fucking doesn't know what he's talking about," because you know, of course, they're athletic. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm. I hope you guys are under, trying. You know, I hope you guys are understand what I'm trying to say here. It is. It's more of. It's. It's. Yeah when you're looking at the wrestling aspect, the WWE and AEW and all that kind of stuff, you're looking at it from like a box office standpoint. You're looking at it from a film standpoint, right? A movie studio. Okay. It honestly, it doesn't completely matter whether or not they're just popular with the general population as much as can they deliver a performance And you're going to put your stars in there. Your Roman Reigns. Your Drew McIntyres. Your Brock Lesnar's. Your John Cena's. Your Bobby Lashley's. You get what I'm saying? Now, as I said before, I'm not saying that I 100% am on board with what Nick Khan is doing. What I'm trying to say is I understand what he's doing. I have a degree in business. I have a little bit of experience running businesses. When McAvoy and I we do podcast, he has got a plethora of experience running businesses, far more than I do. But I've dabbled in it. I understand it. I have a degree behind it. So I have an education behind it, especially in marketing marketing, sales, and promotions. Those are my concentrations with with when it comes to business. So I understand what's going on. I've also worked in the wrestling business. I've been a fan for so many decades, over three decades. I've ran a podcast for 21 years. I understand both sides from the inside and the outside standpoint. I can understand it. I think that's why... I, I don't throw all my emotions into one basket. I, I don't get overly emotional about this. It sucks. Some of my favorite stars were released. I'm a huge fan of Murphy. I'm a huge fan of Ruby Riot. Aleister Black was very entertaining. I really liked what Lana was doing in this last year. Okay? Years ago, I was a big fan of Braun Strowman. Not so much now. But... It sucks that they got released. It sucks that people are unemployed right now. But 90 days, you can't tell me that a prominent wrestling promotion isn't going to pick up any of these six superstars that were released yesterday or the other superstars that were released last month or back in April. Last year, when WWE released the big group of superstars, majority of them got work after the 90 days. These people are so talented, they will get work. Some will even be back in the WWE down the road. And they will be bigger stars when they come back. It sucks. They lost their jobs. I feel for them on that. But I think I'm at a point now with both my life and fandom in wrestling, I'm not getting overly emotional about this. I've seen a lot of people on social media claim, you know, oh my God, it hurts. It's painful. I feel like throwing up. I'm nauseous. You know, I, shit, 15, 20 years ago, I don't even think I got that emotional about it. I I don't understand. It's foreign to me. I I don't want to make fun of people if they're legitimately physically uh, upset over you know, a wrestler being released from their contract. It's something I don't get. It's something I don't think I would get to be that affected by somebody losing their job like that, unless it was like a family member. And I knew that, you know, the family was going to be hurting. I I can understand from that standpoint, but somebody that you think somebody that you are a fan of that, that person, that celebrity, that superstar doesn't even know you exist and you get that upset, I don't get that. Like I said, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. I don't want to make fun of anybody. All right, To each their own. It's just a foreign concept to me. But yes, yesterday WWE released Six Superstars. I've explained why I think this is going on. Is it? Is it 100% exactly why it is happening? I have no idea. I'm just giving my educated guess. I'm just analyzing this uh, from all specti- uh, all um, perspectives considered, fan standpoint, business standpoint, you know what I mean? There's, there's could be a lot of things. I probably, you know, maybe I didn't even touch up on anything that remotely is exactly why they were released. I have no idea. But that's okay. No, that's fine. It's all right. Anyway, I wanted to do, a, um, you know, a podcast on that, give my thoughts out there, um, I, I you know I don't need to spend a whole hour talking about this. I usually do these podcasts like 30 35 minutes. We've reached almost 20 minutes here. That's fine. That's perfect. That's enough time to talk about this. I addressed the issue, I analyzed it, gave my um, I did Iraq for twenty minutes, right? Found out the issue. We did the research as to who it is. We analyzed it and we came to our conclusion. Iraq. Look that up if you don't know what it is. IRAC. I R A C. Trust me. Learn it. Live it. Do it. It will change your life. It's not just for law. It's not just for lawyers or paralegals or anything like that. If you can apply IRAC to anything in your life, I guarantee you you will find a lot of happiness and organization in your life. You will be able to think logically, critically think a lot better and make decisions more off of, you know, facts. And fact patterns and less on emotions. Trust me on that. Guarantee it. Like the men's warehouse. I guarantee it. You'll look good. All right, that's it for the podcast this week. I know it's shorter than usual, but one topic, boom, in and out, as the shadow would say, one time for your mind. Don't forget to check out Ring Scoops on social media Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, Twitch. At Ring Scoops. Those are the handles. TikTok. I got some ideas for some TikTok videos. So keep a lookout for that too. Get some more content on TikTok. Uh, TikTok's a funny, funny platform. It's a very, very funny platform. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Ring Scoops. And coming soon, the Ring Scoops card game. I think I touched up on that last week, right? The Ring Scoops Wrestling card game. Um, I got the prototype coming to me right now. It should be here uh, either Saturday or Monday. And uh, when I get it and I check it out and if everything is good and send my approval, then uh, not long after that we will officially launch the page for people to purchase the Ring Scoops Wrestling card game. And I'm going to be sending out review copies to the guys over at New Legacy and the guys over at NoDQ.com. And they will be also reviewing the Ring Scoops Wrestling card game. And hopefully they'll be playing the card game on stream so you guys can see how it is and everything. And, of course, here on Ring Scoops, I'm going to get the troops together. And we're going to try it out as well and do some streams. And uh, there you go. Ring Scoops Wrestling card game coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be great. It's going to be a hoot. It's going to be a hoot. All right, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I am the webmaster, Wade Needham, saying thank you, good night, and be cool.